0: Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, and we are broadcasting from our studios at the Capital Region International Airport. We're going to run across town to the headquarters of the MHA, the Michigan Health and
1: Hospital Association.
0: And Brian joins us right now. Brian, it is always good to have you on. How are you doing, bud?
1: Doing very well, Chris. Always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Excellent. A lot of things going on like there isn't always in your sector, but you came out with a press release recently talking about mandated staffing.
1: Bring us up to date on what that is. Well, absolutely, Chris. And you know, you and I have talked over the recent months about the healthcare workforce shortage that we have here in the state of Michigan. And certainly that shortage includes nurses and includes many other clinical and non-clinical workers who come to work every single day in our Michigan hospitals throughout the state. But what we're very concerned about is legislation that's been introduced in the Michigan House and Senate very recently that sounds good on the surface, but in fact is incredibly concerning and would lead to real access problems for Michiganders if it were ever implemented. And this is nurse to patient staffing ratio mandate legislation. This is something that has been a point of discussion in the past. In fact, we've seen similar legislation introduced here in Michigan in the past. And we've always successfully defeated that legislation because we know that the impact would be incredibly disastrous, quite honestly, to our hospitals and their ability to care for everyone in their respective communities. And so I'm really happy to talk about some of the particulars of that legislation.
0: Let's do exactly that, because this appears to be one of those things that was well-intended, but the unknown consequences came from not having the right people at the table when they wrote the legislation. So, run down the bad parts.
1: Well, what we're really concerned about here, Chris, is that Just because you pass a mandate that says, you know, you have to have X number of nurses for X number of patients, again, this is a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach to an incredibly complex issue. What you have to understand is every single day in every Michigan hospital, we have nurse leaders. These are nurses who have many, many years, if not decades, of bedside nursing experience who are now responsible for deciding day-to-day, frankly, hour-to-hour, unit-by-unit within the hospital, how to appropriately staff, and that's based on a number of metrics. What's the acuity level of the patients that you're treating in that particular day? What's the education level of not only the nursing staff, but the other members of the care team who are available? What is the technology that you have available to deploy? You know, things look a lot different on a Saturday night than on a Wednesday afternoon. They look a lot different in the Upper Peninsula than they do in downtown Detroit. This is a very complex issue. And to think that we could have a one-size-fits-all approach that would replace that local decision making on its face makes no sense at all. But Chris, here's the real issue. You would be putting hospitals in an impossible position because We don't have the available nursing staff to meet these mandates. The reality is we are trying to hire right now today 8,500 registered nurses in Michigan hospitals. We are not able to do it because this is not just a Michigan problem. It is a national problem, this nursing shortage, and it's caused by a number of factors, namely demographic realities. More nurses have left the field than we have in the pipeline to replace them. So hospitals would either be fined and penalized for doing the right thing and taking patients in when they need care, or we would simply need to close access. And that means taking beds offline, perhaps closing entire units of the hospital, going on diversion, this means longer ER wait times. This is not good for patients, Chris.
0: Well, it's a pretty incredible thing what brought this about, and as you know, this is not just in healthcare. This is everywhere. There just are not enough talented bodies.
1: Well, that's right. And you know, the demographic realities are, are one aspect of this, and certainly. We're trying to do everything we can to work with the higher education community, both community colleges and the four-year universities to help make the pipeline more robust. We have a campaign underway that you and I have talked about and a website, michiganhospitalcareers.com, where we're trying to encourage young people to consider healthcare as a career path. Certainly, there's never been a better time than now from an economic perspective for young people to take advantage of the support that exists today for community college and four-year universities and to uh, to consider healthcare. So we really encourage that. We also know that part of the solution here is to ensure that healthcare and hospitals in particular are a safe place to work. We know that there's a rise in episodes of violence against our frontline caregivers. That this comes from patients, from family members and others. We really think that the protections that are afforded our frontline caregivers should be equivalent to the protections that we have, for example, for commercial airline flight attendants. If you commit an act of violence against a flight attendant, that's a federal offense. It's a felony. We believe that uh, we ought to have those same protections for our nurses. So, you know, there are many factors here at play, but simply passing a mandate is not going to solve this problem, Chris. And I want to point out, too because this is the Michigan Business Network. We have a number of business organizations who have joined our coalition to oppose this harmful legislation, including the business leaders for Michigan, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce, the Detroit Regional Chamber, and the Grand Rapids Chamber. They know that this would do nothing but increase healthcare costs. And it's a slippery slope. If the legislature can tell us how to run our business and remove local decision-making, who's next?
0: Well, listen, keep up this fight, Brian, because it's very important to all of us and let us know how we can help here at the Michigan Business Network.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. Always a pleasure.
0: Always good to have you on. CEO, president of the MHA, Michigan Health and Hospital Association. I'm Chris Holman. You're listening to Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network.